start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's going on, guys? Uh, another installment of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, and deer season's over. We wrapped. No, deer well, season is never over. Rifle season is over. We got a little bit of a lag between rifle and muzzleloader or late season archery in Pennsylvania. So we got a little bit of time between now and then. And uh, two ish weeks, I think. Yeah, about two weeks. Um, and we might touch a little bit on that, you know, like a wrap up of our season at the end of this episode. But the main body of this episode. And we actually have a few Deer Camp series that are going to get released um, after, after this, this one. So, and probably a few more that oh yeah are up and coming there's like, there's more haven't coming. even been shot yet yeah that's true because yeah. i know i'm gonna kill a big buck so i i'm uh running out of time to get three down yeah you year. are you need to get after that yeah but um anyway what we're going to talk about tonight uh if you guys pay attention to our instagram a couple weeks ago uh i had an encounter with a deer that was injured and uh I took a video of it, called the game commission, got it handled, and Nick posted a video on our Instagram of it, and it just recently... Started gaining some traction. Yeah, it got a lot of traction on Instagram, and a lot of people have seen it and are commenting on it, saying different things. People are finally starting to leave it in the comments. Yeah, for once in their (laughs) lives, they're leaving it in the comments. We've been begging for it for years now, and they're finally doing it. So, Tom, your work has paid off. Maybe you can get a bonus this year. Yeah, hopefully we'll give you a little bonus for a the Christmas bonus. People leaving it in the comments, but uh, since it gained some traction and people are noticing it, and people have differing opinions on it and have some different things to say, we want to kind of break down exactly what happened and how we handled it and the legality of things in Pennsylvania because it's different everywhere. So that's I think that's where a lot of yeah. people's differing opinions come from is that. They don't know their the local state laws. handles it differently than our state does than another state does. So, and um, that short clip only shows a small interaction, um, and, and I think it's tough to so an outsider. It's very tough for somebody to form a fully educated opinion oh, on absolutely. a forty-second clip that was, you know, probably over an hour interaction that from the time you saw it to the time you know game commission was involved and everything. Yeah. Um, so it, it just we wanted to better explain what happened and try and give people that are interested a full story on this encounter. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess we'll just start from the beginning how I happened upon this deer. I We were between, and this is an important part of the story, we were between archery and rifle season. In PA we have, is it a week? This year was a week, yeah. Yeah, a week gap between archery and rifle season. And... Uh, I just I had some cameras out, so I was going out to check those cameras, 
and I had my dog with me. So we're out walking in the woods, and uh, I'm looking at this one camera, and she starts barking and growling. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? And I tell her to be quiet, and I call her over, and she's just standing there growling. And I look around the tree that I'm standing at, and I just see antlers over you know, in the creek. I was like, oh, shit, there's... About how far... Uh, when I first put eyes on it, it was probably 30, 40 yards, probably closer to 40 yards. Um, and at first I thought it was just standing there. Like, and I was like, it's weird that it's not leaving because the dog's growling and stuff and I'm right here. But sometimes if, cause it was in a bunch of red brush. So sometimes if they feel safe, they'll just stand there and watch you. You know, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't bother them that you're there cause they feel safe. But with the dog there, I was like, okay, that probably isn't what's going on. So I was watching it kind of from afar, uh, you know, 30, 40 yards, and just trying to figure out what was going on with it. Like, why was it standing there? Yeah. And the way it was standing, it kind of had its head, like, pushed into some red brush and vines. And I was like, well, maybe something's going on with all that. So I moved a little bit closer and observed it some more, and it wasn't moving as I, or even, like, turning its head towards me as I moved closer. So I was like, well, maybe he's stuck, you know, because like you see videos of people letting deer out of fences or their antlers are tangled up and they just get stuck sometimes. So I was like, it doesn't seem very likely, but it's a possibility. So that's yeah. I mean, from the information you have at this time, yeah, you're just making a guess. Yeah. And the first part of that video that you posted, it was the video that I took. um, I had thought that I was watching it and I as I walked up to it. It looked more like it was stuck because its head was all tangled up into the red brush and stuff. So I say in the video that it looks like he's stuck and I was going to try to cut the red brush and free him up and let him out so he can go about his day. And uh, so I get over to him and I approach slowly. You know, I'm not I from the time I first saw him to the time I actually made it over to him. I had watched him for probably 15 minutes just assessing the situation, mm-hmm. making sure that I was being as safe as I possibly could approaching this animal. Yeah, given those circumstances. Yeah. So I get over to him to start cutting some red brush to let him out. And as I I pull my saw up to like cut a piece of red brush and I like grabbed his antlers to make sure I could keep him away from me and keep him steady as I cut stuff. And when I grabbed his antlers, he kind of just he didn't really resist me at all but when i grabbed him he moved and was free of the red brush i was like that's weird like so he's not stuck at all Mm -hmm. his head came right out so i was like okay there's obviously something else going on with this deer and i kind of took a step back from him and he just was standing there and as i looked closer at him i could see he had some pus coming out of his skull so i was like okay he's definitely Something injured. ain't something ain't going on right for him. Yeah, exactly. He's injured in some way. And I looked at him a little bit more and I saw he had a wound in his side and I'm a, I don't know if it was an arrow that went in him. I didn't investigate further after. Yeah, it could have been a gore from a fight. Yeah, um, it could have been an arrow or an arrow a stick you, you all you knew is that there was an injury. Yeah, he had happened. a hole in his abdomen. So I'm I was putting all that together, I said, okay, this deer is obviously mortally injured in some way with his head wound and his stomach wound. 
he's not gonna make it like he's just mm-hmm. standing i'm standing right there in the video you can see i grab his antlers and kind of move which him. we should preface like we don't recommend doing that yeah um but Frank took a lot of time to assess the situation and yeah, I didn't just run it, over and grab him. Yeah, you know, you proceeded with extreme caution. Yeah, exactly, um, and that's important for this. Yeah, so after assessing everything that I saw, uh, I called the game commission, and you don't like call an officer unless you have like a game officer's business card with you, but I didn't have one, so I just called a you know the game commission's number like they have like an office basically yeah, it's just like the game office for your area so northwest pa has an office that you call and then they trans they basically get a hold of an officer and then the officer will call you mm-hmm. so i do that and now now why did you do that now obviously i know but explain yeah. why you did this so in pennsylvania and they just did, it's probably been longer ago than I think now, but I want to say it was probably like six, seven years ago. They made it a felony to poach big game. If you are caught poaching a big Regardless of the circumstance. Yeah, if you're caught poaching a big game animal or illegally taking a big game animal, it's a felony. So that's how it is in Pennsylvania, and I didn't feel like catching a felony for putting this deer down, so I called the game commission because I obviously didn't want to see this animal stand there and suffer until mm-hmm. it finally died or got eaten by coyotes or whatever. So got a hold of the game commission. They dispatched an officer. He gave me a call, said that he wasn't far away. So, so it was pretty prompt that you had oh, an officer yeah. there. By That's... the time I called the game commission, I want to say it was about 25 minutes. Before That's really the not bad. No, no, I thought it was. Cause Especially you're back in the woods. Like you're not, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I, when I first called the main office, they gave me coordinates and stuff. And I asked the lady, I said, do you want me to stay here with the animal and keep him, you know, so we can know where the animal is so we can take care of this? Or should I meet the officer? And she said, well, just stay with the animal and the officer's going to give you a call. So he calls me and he says, well, I have your coordinates, but if you want to meet me at the road and we'll walk back into it so i was like all right so by the time i walked back out to the road which was not very far you know maybe a 10 minute walk um he was a couple minutes behind me so he pulls in and we take a walk back and i'm just talking to him you know just small talk stuff as we go back to it and asking about like this because a lot of times people hit deer with their cars and the deer is still alive or my situation people find animals that are obviously not doing well and should be dispatched they're put down or whatever to be put down and i was asking about the legality of that and he said if you are not legally hunting an animal like you have a tag it's in season you are 100 percent legal to shoot the animal you cannot shoot. That is, you can Straight be, from the warden. Yeah, you can be charged if you are not 100% legally hunting this animal. So even if it were in season... And, You'd have to have a buck tag. Yeah, I'd have to have a buck tag, or if it got hit by a car, it's on the road. You aren't allowed to shoot a deer on the road. So Yeah, and a, if it was at night, you know, you can't yeah. shoot at night. So there's a lot of things that... Yeah. Play into this. Yeah. So if you are not legally taking this animal to put a tag on it and take the meat, you're, you're doing everything legal, you are not allowed to kill the animal. 
So that's straight from the PA Game Commission. That yeah. that's what you have, how you have to handle that situation legally. So we get back to it. He assesses the situation and comes up to the same conclusion that I did. The animal needs put down, and that's what he did. And you know, cut the horns off and now, went about his day. The, what I mean, did he explain why he takes the antlers? Because he didn't cut like a skull cap or anything. No, he just took the antlers off. And he didn't really explain why. And I'm guessing is because people just want antlers. Mm-hmm. If people find a dead Which deer is also woods, illegal. Yeah, you're not allowed to take Unless you tag it. Yeah. you If you have a dead head or something, you have to have tagged that animal. So I'm guessing that's why he did it, just because that's what people are after. They want antlers. If they find a dead deer, they're going to cut the head off. So if it doesn't have antlers, no one's going to cut the head off a deer. So Gotcha. Um, another thing that was brought up quite frequently um, was concerns of like CWD and EHD and, mm-hmm. you know, blue tongue, those sort of things. Um, based on what you observed and, you know, the game warden and stuff, like what, what I guess, how would you go about explaining that to somebody? Because from what you guys saw, it wasn't that the case. No, and... Especially like in our area, we don't have problems with that sort of stuff, with EHD or CWD or anything like that. There are places in Pennsylvania that it is a pretty serious problem, and there's a lot of places around the country that it's a very serious problem, but around Northwest PA, it's not. I don't think we have any documented cases of CWD or anything, you Mm -hmm. know, so... Given the circumstances with it being not a problem in the area, seeing that the animal was wounded in its abdomen and its skull was messed up, all factors considered, the warden was not at all worried that it was one of those diseases. It was just one of those things. The animal was wounded in one way or another and wasn't wasn't concerned about the diseases that could have it could have been yeah and it obvious was it was obvious that the deer was not going to recover from whatever injuries it had endured exactly so yeah if a deer's letting you walk up to it and handle it the way i was doing with this animal it's not in good shape it's not doing well and even like when i walked away and i went out and met him up at the road uh when we got back to the deer it had walked back over to that red brush and laid its head back in it because i think it was just sick of holding its head up it was trying to rest a little bit and anything it could do to take some weight off of it Mm -hmm. he was going to do it and and obviously i mean his mind's not working 100 percent. you know um no deer is going to just stand there like that you know under normal circumstances exactly um no it's i I think that was honestly like the, the the very small amount of negative comments we got i feel like it is was just people not understanding or aware of the laws exactly. in this yeah. area mm-hmm. um i get that you know every state has its own laws but that's why it's important for you to read up on mm-hmm. the laws in your state or uh, if you travel to another state because we had a guy comment on the video that was from alberta and said that up there they will not dispatch an animal unless they think it has a disease if it's clearly a wounded animal like that one was that had a hole in its side and a hole in its head they will not dispatch the animal he said they just let nature take its course and let it be what it is which i mean that's a tough pill to swallow um but also Mm -hmm. 
you have to understand that they are wild animals. It's nature, and that's what happens. Yeah. Um, I personally, you know, the way, you know, my moral compass works, I would prefer to see it dispatched. Yeah, you um, don't want to see it stand there and no, not at wait all. to die or however it may die. So. Yeah. No, like I said, I mean, coyotes are a, a big thing in this area, mm-hmm. and the chances of coyotes finding him before he does actually die are, are pretty good, really. Yeah, um, definitely. And it's just you hate to even consider those sort of scenarios, so it's a good thing you found him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was able to get the situation handled before he had to suffer any more than he already did. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's really, I mean, it's just a... I, you're the first person I've talked to that's really ran into a situation like this. I've yeah. seen a few videos um, of, you know, we actually had uh, one of the guys that saw the video uh, reached out to us, and he had had a similar case of this last year, mm-hmm. um, and same thing, was had it dispatched and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I guess the biggest thing is people need to understand what the laws are in their area, yeah, and it's not the- worth, even though you feel like, you should be able to shoot it. Um, yeah, and in, in my, like yeah. the way I personally feel, like I hated standing there watching that deer stand yeah. there like that. Like it, it sucks. It, I didn't want to stand there and see that, but I understand that it's not my job per se, as the law goes, to take care of the situation. It's not worth the felony charge. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you enjoy hunting as much as you do. A felony screws up your hunting for yeah, for forever, life, really. Forever. I mean, you might be able to bow hunt, but a felony, you know, it might take your license away for five years, but you can't own a gun yeah. after that with a mm-hmm. felony on your record. Um, yeah, and so it, you're it's never just, gun hunting again. Yeah. In, in, in a perfect world, and everybody had, you know, perfect judgment, you wouldn't need a law like that in place. Um, but somebody in the comments brought up a really good point that um, if you were able to dispatch it yourself, it opens the floodgates for poachers mm-hmm. because once the animal's dead, it's very difficult to prove the state How, it was yeah. in before you shot it. Yeah, um, any poacher could go out and shoot an animal and be like, oh, well, it was acting real weird. I walked up to it and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, you didn't have anyone there to witness that, you know, it's just your word against nothing. So yeah, and and that's that's why the law is in place is because not everybody has the same judgment, mm-hmm. um, and you know some people there there are certain wounds that a deer will recover from. Yeah, and it doesn't give you the right to you know dispatch it at your own discretion. Yeah. Um, so I, I do believe that the law is good the mm-hmm. way the way it is. Yeah, I um, agree. But it, it's still difficult for somebody like you that walks up on it and has to wait even you know an extra 20 minutes yeah it sucks that you have to wait that extra time but at least you know it's about to get handled it's yeah. not you're not and, leaving it there to and all like the deer didn't it, it, you would know better but it didn't seem like it was in any like true like physical like agonizing pain no it, it was, was more like a mental thing where it just didn't have any sort of like sense of reality of what it was yeah like it was, was going on septic shock or something or just its brain was messed up it was it didn't it wasn't distressed in my opinion yeah. it wasn't like acting like there was a part of its body that was hurting it it was just out because well, you you could see it It did move a little bit in the mm-hmm. video and it wasn't like um trying to think like it wasn't um nursing like any deer hunches up and you know you yeah can clearly tell if a deer gets shot in the guts where this one did have 
a wound that looked like it had disturbed its intestines and stomach and stuff, but it wasn't hunched up like that was the source of pain and why it was acting that way. So, and it may have acted that way when the injury first happened, but at this point, it was so far progressed that it was just yeah. And obviously, anything like this we're speculating on, but to me, yeah, my guess is that the skull injury happened first with yeah. um, fighting, fighting mm-hmm. or something, and then the buck being vulnerable um, got or like was allowed the second wound, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, that to me, that's probably what happened. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Whether we're all it was speculating. Shot second or if it was, it was a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's incredible what those animals can endure and mm-hmm. still be alive. Yeah. Um, it didn't look like according, like the deer did not look malnourished. So it no. didn't look like it had been suffering long. Yeah. Um, which is good. Yeah. And um, archery had only been out for, I think like four days at that point. Yeah. So it's not like it was a weeks old injury. It was, you know, he, he wasn't doing well after a couple of days. So he, obvi- he, I, he was not going to make it. For no, sure. no. And it was very clear, you know, any, a wild animal just standing there totally mm-hmm. vulnerable like that can, can't survive yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, it's it just, it's a blessing that you did find him when you did. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and it gave us a little bit of, um, I mean, I learned a lot from just you having the experience and stuff of like mm-hmm. how to handle that kind of situation. Because yeah. like I knew it was illegal to dispatch and stuff, but I didn't realize how quickly they, they can respond. Because like that was always something that made me nervous about. Is like I th- thought you it was like a hotline that you call and then yeah. you know it could be hours or something. Or like it the was next day they might come check it out. Yeah, like I, I thought it was really cool how um, responsive they were and how mm-hmm. quickly. Um, they handled it and treated it almost like as an emergency, really. Yeah, he really um, did. The, if the guy you, was awesome. If you, was, if you think about it and say, you know, there's a medical emergency at your house, you know, in this area, 20 minutes from the time you call is fast. That's damn good. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really, um, really good to see how quickly mm-hmm. um, the game commission is responding to calls like that. Yeah. And he was super professional and a great guy to talk to, like, when I got, when I first called the office, they said just wait for a phone call, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, how long is this gonna take? And it was not even five minutes after I hung up the phone with them. Long the, enough for them to call him yeah, and explain. The officer called me and said, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. He was in the middle of something else, and he said, but I will get to you as soon as I possibly can. Like I'm wrapping this up, and I'll be to you. And I said, okay, sounds good. Like, this is where I am, blah, blah, blah. And he called me again and said, okay, I'm on my way to you a couple minutes later. And then he called me as he was pulling up just to make sure that he was coming to the right spot. So he called me three times in 25 minutes just to make sure I knew that he was... Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah, it was a very... I had a phenomenal experience with it. He was a great guy and... I was very, very happy with the whole situation, how he handled it, and how the PA Game Commission as a whole worked. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's really our first um, encounter with really, like, besides, you know, getting your license checked on the side of the road, yeah. that's really the only experience you've had mm-hmm. with them. So it was neat to see how responsive and professional they handle it. Absolutely. Um, so props to our Game Commission in this area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, we can't speak for all around the country and stuff, but in this area, it seems like they're... They're doing, doing the right. They're sure. doing the good, good stuff. Yeah. 
Um, well, Frank, I appreciate you jumping on and fully explaining that video because like, it's it's tough to get the full story from a you know forty second. Yeah, clip. exactly, and that's why there's so many different comments and different opinions on the video that is on Instagram because what took me an hour and a half to deal with, you're getting in forty seconds. Yeah. And you're not even getting the full story. You know, that's just the very beginning of the story with mm-hmm. me seeing this animal. Yeah. So it was, I'm, I'm glad that it gained the traction that it did on social media so well, that people th- saw it because it's definitely a it's teachable an, experience. Exactly. And that's what I'm happy about is um, that we had a very teachable moment happen yeah. and it's reaching a lot of people, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah. Um, so hopefully a lot of people that are seeing the video listen to this podcast and then get the full scope of everything and understand this is, you know, it was handled the best way possible. This was, I mean, it was textbook really. Yeah. Um, how it was went through, which is what you want. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I hate to see them like that, but it's good to see it handled the way it was. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I guess before we sign off here, I just want to appreciate or thank everybody and show my appreciation for, um, sharing that video and getting it out to everybody to, teach people and get them more aware and thanks um, for most of all thanks for leaving it in the comments yes, yeah thank you that's <laughs> that's huge yeah tom tom's been, tom's been on that for a while yeah um so i guess if you're new here welcome aboard we hope you stick around for a few episodes and uh you guys all know what to do get outside <laughs>